You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapades Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, V, and Rebecca. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 896, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that all of us in the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. So if you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You can text Vicki, Rebecca, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So, Disney, they just started the Festival of the Arts at Epcot, and of course, they're already talking about the next festival. I think that's just what they do now. They gave the dates for the Flower and Garden Festival. It's going to start earlier than it did last year. It's going to start on February 28th, but it's shorter than the last one because the last time it went to July right before they started the food and wine. Um, it's going to end May 27th. So they're going to have a dead month in there before the next festival, which I found very interesting. Yeah. What are they going to do with the booths? They just put those flaps down and stuff and they just, but I mean, this is how it used to be. There used to be like about a month between the arts and the flower and then about a month between flower and food and wine and i don't think food and wine went until november i think they used to start the christmas one at mid-october or something i don't remember exactly but it's very crazy that this is so short it's not normal for what they had been doing lately anyway and um, so that's interesting in itself. Although after I watched all the footage this weekend, I just want to go that festival too. So um, <laughs> I'm thinking, how can I make this work? I don't. I mean, I have a job. <laughs> but you also have a season pass. So you just need to make it work, Vicki. No, I know. That's why I told Kaylee. We could do like Stephanie said, get on Frontier. And she goes, I don't know that that's financially responsible, mom. I said, I didn't say it was, but... <laughs> So here are the returning booths that they're going to bring back. Honey Bistro, Magnolia Terrace, Northern Bloom, and Pineapple Promenade are for sure coming back. They're also going to have six new topiaries on top of the 70 that they already have. And the Garden Rocks concert series, this has been announced. And I told you guys that I really wanted to go the weekend of March 10th because that's when Rick Springfield's there. But also the Pointer Sisters are coming, the Commodores, Flock of Seagulls, and more. I don't want to sit here and read the whole list to everybody because they'll be like, okay, Vicki, we, we hear you. That's a long amount of time. But anyway, the tickets for the dining packages go on sale February the 6th. So if you're wanting to go, you can reach out to one of us and we can definitely help you get one of those dining packages to make sure you can see the artist of your choice. There's tons of them on there. I just, I'll be real honest. I pick some of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me sad because we always go the first week in June. So we're going to miss the flower and Garden Festival, because I love to see the topiaries. Yeah. They are so pretty. Maybe they won't all be up. Maybe. Maybe they'll still have some out. I just wonder why they did that. Like, 
That surprises me that they cut it back. They're going to have a dead time. We'll keep our fingers crossed for you, Rebecca. I hope so. I love them. Have you seen the people that are giving the acronym for the Festival of the Arts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we can, we really need to come up with a better acronym, people. <laughs> oh, no. I knew that that was the acronym. I thought you were going to tell me there was like a commercial. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the Fort Wilderness Cabins that we talked about recently, well, they open July 1st of 2024. They are going to sleep six people. And actually, I did not know this until today, but some of them are actually going to be dog friendly, which is kind of neat because, um, you know, don't have to leave Fido at home, right? <laughs> so DVC sales are going to begin on February 1st. It's open to the general public on February 27th. New DVC members that have cabins as their home resort will be able to book uh, March 12th and on April 23rd, all members can begin booking. The cabins have one bedroom with a queen bed, and we already talked about how they still have those twin bunk beds. There's the full-size sleep, uh, uh, sleeper sofa, a full kitchen, and a dining room table with a nice deck. Um, if you haven't seen the pictures of the new cabins, go on to their website, on Disney's website. And then, of course, if you're interested in booking one of those, you know we'd be glad to help. So Big River Grill and Brewing Works that's been at Boardwalk for like 30 years uh, closed its doors for good on Monday, January 22nd. The last day that they actually served guests was Sunday the 21st, but they didn't really give a reason. But 30 years to be in one spot, it seemed crazy. Like it survived the pandemic times and all of that, but they closed it. And again, they didn't give a reason. So they're going to bring in some food trucks because they want to make sure that their boardwalk guests have food availability to them. And they haven't opened that cake place that's going to have like sandwiches too. I guess if they would have had that open on time, then maybe they wouldn't have felt like they needed the food trucks, but they'll have food trucks there. And hopefully we'll have something new and exciting to tell you guys about that's going to go in that place. Because I mean, it looks really well done. All they would have to do is come in and, you know, just change how they want the decor for a new restaurant. Was there a heads up about this place closing? No, it was this week. When you said the last day was the 21st and then they were closed the mm -hmm. 22nd, like, did seriously nobody know it was closing the next day? Based on the articles, and I read a couple, the company just decided to shut it down and the employees found out when they announced it to everybody else. Wow. Oh, well. At least they didn't come to work and have the doors closed, which is what happened when they closed the macaroni grill down in our town. Yeah, I have no idea. It's very sad, though. I never had really heard anybody talk about that. They said it had, you know, average food, kind of like a um, Applebee's or something like that. It was nothing that anybody like bragged about, but it was very convenient for people that were at the boardwalk or beach club and yacht club they could walk over. Yeah. Or even Swan and Dolphin for that matter. But I don't know if something was better and people were visiting it and not coming there anymore. I haven't, they haven't recently any more information. And if they do, I will let you guys know. The other thing is this wasn't a huge story, but I wanted to get it out there. We've been reporting about all this stuff that's closing at Disney Springs. And this week we found out that, is it Vineyard Vines? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Vineyard Vines is getting a store at Disney Springs and they haven't said where the location will be, but obviously it could be at any of the rest, uh, excuse me, stores that have been closing recently. So we will let you know more on that information as soon as we have it. But I know a lot of people like their Vineyard Vines clothes. All right. Well, Tiana's bio update. Bottles were spotted hanging at the top of the mountain, 
where the log will come out before going down the big hill, as renderings showed, Madam Odie will appear right before the guests plunge down the big hill. There will be several Tiana animatronics on the ride. They'll be using the same technology as Hong Kong Disneyland, and that means no more rear projection faces. Yay! Because <laughs> some of those got a little creepy. Yes, they did. A Louie animatronic, Critter animatronics, and a Swamp Animal Band will be there. Imagineers will be using the sweet smell of beignets wafting through the air to add a special effect. And the feel of the ride will be the same. But after the big drop, there will be some magical moments. I'm actually getting very excited. I am glad that they're leaving the ride pretty much the same. Um and I am excited. I mean, I love I love Princess and the Frog, so I think I think it'll be a fun ride. I'm just sad because yeah, Splash Mountain was my favorite, but that's okay. I'm excited about that uh, the beignets smell. However, yes. they really need to then have some beignets right there to offer afterwards. Yes, there was talk that there was going to be a restaurant. It's yep. not going to be ready when the ride opens, but there is supposed to be a restaurant based on the restaurant that she opened in the movie mm -hmm. so hopefully they will have them but temporarily how about a little cart with some beignets a little kiosk the one that they closed down um exactly what's the cart they closed down that was real close to there the one with the candied bacon isn't that the one that yep. closed down mm. they could easily put some beignets in there and and bring back the candied bacon <laughs> yeah <laughs> true. <laughs> true 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 so in the midwest we've been suffering with below zero temperatures uh they're so bad that when you go outside, it kind of feels like someone slaps you in the face with a frozen fish, or that's how I feel anyway. And people usually move to Florida to get away from the temperatures like this and the snow and the ice. Well, this weekend, Florida was given a winter weather advisory. Saturday night, they had a wind chill advisory from 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. The wind chills were 25 to 30 degrees. For Floridians, this is super cold to a lot of people that are from warmer temperatures to the to the point that they would have on their full winter gear like we would wear here in the Midwest. But the low temps are expected till about midweek. And then once late Tuesday, the weather seems to be headed in a more realistic direction for Florida. But until that time, the Floridians are enduring some extremely low temperatures for them. Mid-20s to high-30s is very low for them. So I imagine that they're all putting on those winter coats and mittens and scarves. If you are going to be in Orlando in the near future like myself and Rebecca, I'm strongly, strongly encouraging you to check out the forecast before you go. We are still struggling with, right now we're thinking we're, we're bringing pants, not even capris this time because the weather has been so chilly there. But we'll try to keep you up to date on that. I did when we saw um, on Sunday that the wind chills were 25. I did tell Steve, I said, can you imagine being on Everest <laughs> with wind chills of 25? No, I know. Ooh, crazy. That just gives me chills. <laughs> I think I think that's uh, you just skip that right. And that could lead to my article as to why wait times have dropped <laughs> because wait times have dropped quite a bit um, by 53% over the past two weeks at Disney World, which is fantastic because oh, waiting in those lines is just miserable. Yep. Um, last week, the average wait time for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was at 80 minutes. And this week, the average was 71 minutes. And that's that's a good um, little chunk to shave off there. And that's a lot lower than what it typically is as well um 
because we all know that's one that gets up there in the the amount that you have to wait um over at magic kingdom all of the attractions kind of decreased across the board at epcot remy's ride to adventures had the highest wait time of 73 minutes like that was its highest point in the day um which is down from again 80 minutes last week hollywood studios slinky dogs average wait time was 88 minutes which was down from last week's 96 minutes interestingly enough you know, flight of passage over there at Animal Kingdom didn't decrease at all. Instead, it went up a little bit. The average was 96 minutes and it jumped to 98 this week. Now the question is, is this pattern going to continue or was it just because of those cold weather? Um, people were like, I don't feel like getting on a roller coaster. So and you know what? That does go along with like why flight of passage would then like that's an indoor. True. But then what about Remy? Remy's indoor. Why does mm -hmm. that one? So I don't know. Anyways, I guess we'll continue to monitor that and see um, if times keep going down or if they go back up. I just thought it was interesting because um, Slinky Dog had a longer line over Rise of Resistance. That is very interesting. Because now you can only pay to ride it or wait in the line. And yeah. Slinky Dog was longer. So kind of crazy. Well, Disney Cruise Line's newest port, Lookout K, at Lighthouse Point, is set to open to guests in the summer of 2024. Disney Lookout K at Lighthouse Point will offer a window into the rich culture, warm hospitality, and breathtaking natural beauty of the Bahamas. It will allow guests to dig their toes into the blush sand shorelines dive into the vivid blue waters and be mesmerized by the stunning vistas of the shimmering caribbean sea stretching endlessly into the horizon i'm telling you with all these cold temperatures that sure does sound nice <laughs> yep there will be banana boats bikes and kayak rentals snorkeling scuba historical and cultural tours and more Port adventures can be booked 75 days before your sale date and earlier for Castaway Club members. Let's go. It does sound so nice in the cold weather. I've had so many quotes because I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. They're like trapped and they're freezing cold and they're like, I want to go somewhere nice. Let's start planning a trip. Smart. Do it while the iron's hot, the iron's hot or whatever you say. So with Spider-Man... Spider-Man, that's the big thing at our house. With Spider-Man 4 coming out, fans have been wondering who the new villain will be. The villain has not been adapted to the live action version of Spider-Man yet. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films saw Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, Sandman, New Goblin, and Venom. And the Amazing Spider-Man series saw the Lizard, Electro, and Rhino take to the silver screen. It's easy to rule those Spider-Man villains out, but several factors indicate that... Ned Leeds, Peter Parker's best friend, played by Jacob Batalin, is set to become the Marvel comic supervillain Hobgoblin. In the famous scene from No Way Home, where Ned Leeds promises not to turn into a supervillain and try to kill Peter Parker, Marvel hints to the audience in a tongue-in-cheek way that Ned could very well turn into a supervillain in the future. The Marvel comic book world has already met Ned Leeds as Hobgoblin, so this could very well be the prime candidate. So we're going to have to wait and see on that one. Sounds likely. Hmm, interesting. All right. Well, starting later this year, Disneyland Resort will begin work on uh, to construct some new updated 
entry gates at the entryways at Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure. The updates are going to include adding additional gates and making the gates stroller and ADA accessible. Building permits for the new gate were filed with the city of Anaheim on December 8th of 2023 for both the updated park gates. For Disneyland Park, the description includes plans to remove existing turnstiles and gates, install new automatic guest entry gates, fixed manual gates, and removable railings. Um, the installation of overhead shrews was also listed. For Disney California Adventure, plans include the removal of existing turnstiles and gates to install new automatic guest entry gates, fixed manual gates, and removable railings, as well as the overhead shrewds. It's worth noting that Disney California Adventure had two separate permits filed for both the turnstiles and the gates. Sounds like it's going to look all new when we go back because, I mean, we only saw it the other way. I'm sure they're going to turn that over quick. That sounds like a pretty quick fix. Mm-hmm. I hope so. All right. And then I'm also going to tell you about one of my favorites. On Saturday, January 20th, Gideon Bakehouse um, celebrated its third anniversary at Disney Springs. Only third anniversary? Mm-hmm. It's only been there three years? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Well. It's third official. It it did a soft opening in December of 2019. And then it opened and then the pandemic. Or maybe no, the soft opening was 2020, and the and the and the real opening was in January. Sorry. Well, that's I didn't I didn't even realize that. That's at Disney Springs. They're not counting the original, right? Which I've been to as well. Um, so obviously, it's not a huge anniversary, and lots of places do have their yearly anniversaries. But we all know that Gideon's Big House is a big deal to us. Um, So to prove that when guests arrive at Disney Springs on Saturday, the line for Gideon's was down the side of the bakehouse and down front, um, down front past the Morimoto Asia. It had a four and a half hour virtual queue. The line proves that the desserts are worth the wait. Uh, The Along with the maple walnut chocolate chip cookie this month, there's also a maple caramel chocolate cake made with three layers of chocolate cake covered in maple cream cheese buttercream with ribbons of homemade caramel. The touches of chocolate chip and chocolate chunks are really uh, add a little bit extra there. The cake slice of the month is also available um, or is only available on Wednesday and on Saturdays through the month of January. So if you're going to Disney Springs before the end of January, go ahead and stop by and then please let us know what your thoughts are. Maybe then you'll know why we're so crazy about it. So we could stop there and take some of that cake with us when we go to the island to jump into the blue waters of the Caribbean. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, you may. You get on that. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, the virtual queue, the four and a half hour virtual queue, I always tell people it's the first thing you do when you get to Disney Springs. Walk directly there, get in the virtual queue. It's not like you have to stand in a line for four and a half hours. You walk around, do other things, do your shopping, go eat. Yeah. yeah, And then Mm -hmm. they'll tell you when to go back to the line. Totally worth it. Yep. In 2023, Disney Plus showed us the beta launch of Hulu with Disney Plus and the removal of group watch features. 
What does 2024 have in store? Developers at Disney have been working on creating shopping and gaming experiences that double as interactive ads. The project is being called Gateway Shop and Shop the Stream. Um, essentially, Disney wants users to be able to see products in the show or the movie that they're watching and immediately purchase it using a second screen, such as a phone or laptop, if you're streaming your show on your television. Gateway Shop is supposed to allow viewers to access personalized offers to purchase from a re retailer without leaving the viewing environment. Viewers may receive push notifications or emails when a product pops up in their show, um, encouraging them to shop for items online. Disney is also working on a project called Disney's Magic Words, which utilizes new technology that will allow Disney to analyze scenes and visuals across their expansive library to capture mood or moment to help advertisers personalize their message, their messaging specifically around that emotion. So you may soon see ads that are specifically created or chosen based on a scene of a movie that you're watching. Another thing Disney Plus is bringing on February 2nd is Apple Vision Pro, which is Apple's new mixed reality headset, which blends augmented and virtual reality. Users wear the headset and they're able to see the virtual images overlaid on live videos of the real world. So you'll see the, you'll see the screens projected in front of you while still being able to see what's actually going on in real life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that I like, but shop the stream. Yeah. No, thank you. I just don't like that idea. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. To me, that would be very distracting from the movie, but I don't know. Not just that. I just, I feel like they're already so after you for everything and it's That's true. ads are already annoying enough. Like, oh, now it's going to suddenly have just a, such a quick and easy thing to accidentally push a button so no thanks right well disney world has announced that they are extending disney after hours through the end of the summer for epcot magic kingdom and disney's hollywood studio uh, magic kingdom will be through june 27th epcot july 18th and hollywood studios august 29th each Disney park offers select spring, summer, or even fall hours. Magic Kingdom Park is usually the more popular Disney park that sells out fast. The extended evening hours allow regular guests to buy a ticket for a select night at any of the Disney parks. Regular guests can ride their favorite attractions with little to no wait times sometimes, but many folks do buy tickets, so get them while you can. During special event nights guests at magic kingdom disney's hollywood studios and epcot are in for an extra three hours of enchantment attendees of these separately ticketed events can relish extended moments for attractions and character gatherings and indulge in an ultimate um, complimentary snack i didn't realize they did snacks too hmm. including select beverages for the summer of 2024 disney's after hours presents a pricing range from $145 to $175. DVC members and Walt Disney World annual pass holders can enjoy a $30 discount. If you're interested in going, any of us would be happy to help you with your tickets. 
Thank you all to our listeners for taking the time to listen to us discuss recent news and rumors. We hope that we are able to bring a little magic to your lives each week. Please go to Apple or to Podbean and give us a rating or a comment. It really does mean a lot. And we want to let you know that Brandy was on the show with us and she kept having technology issues. So we actually don't know what happened. So we're sorry, Brandy, and we missed you. Thanks for trying. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you got a question or comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mouse Capades Podcast on Facebook. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki talks with her clients, the Perrys, about the second half of their Christmas New Year's Disney World trip. The family of five were there for a total of 10 days. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Brandy, Stephanie or me, Rebecca, at 636-373-4497. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades, and more podcasts. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Second star to the right. Have a magical day, my friends. Can you remember back to the simpler time back to the watercolor days that still run through your mind oh i remember just my old friend and me running through an open field the way it used to be the feeling that our hearts could just take wings we could live out all Remember